0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Yoga and Yum podcast. My name is Sybil and I am your host and I'm so happy that you're here. Today I have another exciting interview and I'm just so happy about this. In my past life I was a Montessori teacher And I loved teaching Montessori. It kind of changed the way that I viewed education, viewed teaching, viewed learning. And today on the podcast, I have, um, I guess I'll say a former colleague. (laughs) And she is phenomenal. When I get a chance, when when I do sub work, I'm always so excited to sub in her room. It's like this, quintessential Montessori environment. It's just so beautiful. But without further ado, let's get into the interview. Hello, Tanya. Hi. (laughs) Nice to be
1: here, Sybil. Thank you for that amazing introduction. Wow.
0: Yes. I'm so excited that you're here. And today we're really talking about how mindfulness um, sort of marries classroom teaching and what the results of that can be for the students in our classrooms. So if you wouldn't mind, tell us about yourself and the work that you do in the world.
1: Well, I am a Montessori teacher. I have been for about 16 years. I'm a wife as well as a mother of three awesome children. I have worked in many facets of education, including administration, And I am always the advocate for individualized curriculum um, and child-centered programming. I try to focus on what best serves the soul of each child and make connections with them and help them connect with their environment.
0: Wow, I love that you said you like to connect with the soul of each child. And I feel like... That happened for me when I started, because I came from a traditional background in education, but that whole thing switched when I came to Montessori. And that's kind of like what at the heart of it is. What attracted Mm -hmm. you to a Montessori education?
1: Well, (laughs) there's a saying that... um, you don't find Montessori, Montessori finds you. And that is so true in my case. Um, I was studying and comparing traditional indigenous educational methods at Trent University in Canada, where I'm from. And I observed a Montessori classroom for my thesis. And interestingly, Montessori correlates well with traditional indigenous methods of teaching. really the rest is history. They asked me to uh, become a part-time assistant. It just, it, I didn't even know, like you, I was raised in a traditional educational setting. I didn't even know it existed until that time. And it touched me. I just, I felt at home there. And of course it was a wonderful school. And yeah, Yeah.
0: it found me. That's interesting. I I feel very similarly because when I was, after I did my, my basic, or I should say my traditional training, which was an excellent training at Michigan State University, I started practicing and studying yoga and then Montessori sort of I just saw it, like it was like mm-hmm. I must have manifested it or something. I'm like, <laughs> what is this? And when I was going through the training, first I started observing and going through the training. I thought this is the yoga of education, and I have to learn more about this. And to me, Montessori is sort of like mindfulness in action. Do you yourself have a mindfulness practice of your own that's separate from your teaching?
1: Oh, well, (laughs) every day, because like you said, it is the yoga of education. So the environment here is very mindful. But personally, um, I don't have a lot of time for that, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Um, But I do. I love a hot tea with lemon first thing in the morning. And I do some yoga stretches and breathing. It might be just two or three, or I just sit in my chair by the window, my reading chair, just that quiet moment with my hot lemon tea in my stomach, and I just—it makes me feel good, and it's my favorite way to start the day.
0: And really, my, mindfulness is about that intention, and so that yes. intention is there, just in like that yeah. cup of tea and gazing mm-hmm. out of the window. People many, many times think, oh, mindfulness, that means I have to meditate for an hour a day and I need to like do yoga for 90 minutes a day. It's like, right. no, uh, no. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not even. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it can be in those little. And, three. you know, I just taking walks.
1: To me, that's mindfulness. Absolutely. Being in nature, of course. And cooking, I put music on, and I cook, and I actually really enjoy doing that. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that purposeful action that we talk about a lot in Montessori. (laughs) Absolutely. One of the things that I love about Montessori is that there's this purpose in every lesson, every material, and that purpose quite often creates a sense of peace in the children, but also that even in the teaching of that, it's sort of this Zen moment, you kind of get into the, into like the, the flow of it, of the whole thing. Um, how do you see when you kind of look at your typical day as a teacher and you look in your environment, how do you see or do you see mindfulness sort of play out? In a typical day as a Montessori teacher for both you and your students, and even your staff?
1: Yeah, I love this question because it is everything we're about. Um, the environment in itself is mindful, as you know, calm um, with natural materials and colors, space for children to work with others or in a quiet area alone. Um, There's minimal noises, no preoccupations like electronics or anything like that. We work hard to keep the interruptions at a minimal. Um, Montessori and mindfulness align in many ways, and they're one in the same. And as far as the staff goes, the teachers and the assistants, uh, we're trained. We devote a lot of attention to the attunement of the child, uh, when to step in, when to back off, give them some space, respect their inner motivation. And we're just attuned to the children's learning and development in a a way that's very different than traditional methods.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. I love it so much. (laughs) I really do. Even though, like I said, I, I don't see myself returning to the classroom, I always want to stay connected in some way to Montessori because it's just this beautiful way of educating children. Mm -hmm. And then also kind of staying connected to um, you're sort of, I think when, whenever you're a teacher, you're never, ever not a teacher. Even if you decide to step out of the classroom, you still are. It kind of keeps you connected to that soul of the learner, right? That excitement of the learner as well. Yes. Now, do you think that the mindful nature of Montessori affects educational outcomes for the students in your class? Like, does it affect, when we think about, I mean, that's a real kind of public t- public school sort of term, mm-hmm. like educational outcomes, as we always, you know, because we're public, <laughs> we, have to, yeah. we have to answer to, you know, right. the stakeholders. But do you see that or... Do you see that mindful nature of that sort of purposeful nature come through when you look at the educational outcomes? Really if you're looking at your kindergarten or your elder students, do you see that at all?
1: Absolutely, Sybil. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't (laughs) Yeah,
0: in a positive
1: way. It, It affects their learning. It encourages all areas of development. It facilitates social, emotional health, spiritual or soul connection. Um, However you term those words, gross and fine motor skills, of course, um, especially with those bilateral brain movement activities. Uh, Self-regulation is a big thing, you know? And that's all a part of every day, again, in the Montessori environment, um, how children carefully roll their work mats for the next friend or um, move around the classroom with their work trays or carrying a tray of glass vases or um, all those things. Um, it, They're all executive functioning skills really. Yeah. <laughs> and it's something that I feel is missing in a lot of educational centers.
0: Yes, I I agree. And people don't see like, well, how does them being able to roll their rugs, you know, in a certain yeah. way or carry the tray, how does that affect their ability to read? But that's kind of where the executive function lives is well. Absolutely. <laughs> it lives Absolutely. in the same <laughs> part of the brain. <laughs> they don't get it. <laughs>
1: I know i know from the rooftops (laughs) (laughs) and it is really hard to explain unless you're in a montessori classroom observing how children respectfully move in and around each other put works back on the shelf for each other they're respecting their environment each other it's just it really is hard to explain until you've been in a classroom or a casa and have seen it yourself
0: Yes I, I totally agree <laughs> Now I know that you teach yoga to the kindergartners at your school It's like a special like gym or art or that kind of thing. what encouraged yes. you to do this?
1: Oh well, honestly we are required to fulfill a certain amount of PD hours professional development hours and um, <laughs> this it came up a local yoga organization that I that interested me they're offering a, a certified course in children's yoga and I had been doing Bikram yoga since my early 20s so it's something I've always practiced myself intermittently throughout my life and um, I felt well this will be fun and I'll just do it and there's my PD hours—it's a personal interest of mine, and absolutely, it's something that fits beautifully with the method, Montessori method. Um, yeah, it's great. So personal interest, and for professional
0: development hours. (laughs) Yes. Hey, sometimes we have we do it. It's like, hey, that counts. That counts. I can use that. (laughs) Yes.
1: And you know, the children encourage me to keep it going, and and. They inspire me because, really, they are completely engaged, they're calm, and it's just such a, a rewarding experience to have with them or share with them.
0: Well, I think it's great. I subbed for you that one day, and you know, I'm like, I wasn't prepared. I'm like, As normally I have this idea. What I'm like, well, you've done this a million years. You can yeah. do this. And it was really <laughs> – I love how they – you know they, as soon as they walked in the room it's like they got in that sort of yoga space yeah. even though it was a classroom and they were in that room for before and after care some of them and but as soon as they kind of in that yoga mind they just kind of went mm-hmm. right there and then i'm just like yep this is working <laughs> yes i <laughs> think right. this is working that.
1: yeah right. this they is really working. look forward to it which just i love that
0: Yeah, I think it's awesome. Well, for my last question, is how has being a Montessori teacher changed your life for the better?
1: Oh, wow. (laughs) Like Um, three things (laughs) or two things. (laughs) I'm not sure if it's changed. Well, it has changed my life. You know, it's made me more patient certainly has introduced more calm and balance into my life working with children is um, it's you're emotionally invested you're physically vested it's just it's a difficult job and you have you're working with many different personalities all at the same time Um, the funny thing is when I went to school I went to take environmental resource studies. And I truly just wanted to move way up north, study wolves, live almost off the grid. (laughs) And when I, during my studies, when I found um, Montessori education, which we talked about earlier, um, I guess it really changed the course of my life in that way. And I don't know if it's all that different. I mean, some days are pretty feral in
0: here. <laughs> Some I'm days. About- <laughs> I miss wolves. No. <laughs> That's funny. But it happens, you know. know. <laughs> no. <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> we just roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> Always fun. Yes, yeah, so it's part of that like human experience for- as children. And sometimes it's just like that. Yeah. <laughs> it just is. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming coming on my little baby podcast and being willing to be interviewed. I just loved this conversation and hopefully the listeners loved it too. If you are someone that's interested in Montessori education as, as a parent, then check out your environment many times there may be even in small towns maybe there many times there is a montessori center you just may not have heard of it so check it out and if you do um try to see if you can spend time to observe because i will tell you it's magical i recommend observing like mid-year because that's when you kind of see the magic of this, what we call normalization in children. Yes. Um, so go and visit then. Uh, if you have, you know, very young kids and you, maybe your school has a waiting list, you know, get your name on it as soon as possible. And also check your public schools. I taught in a public Montessori. Many people don't realize it. Maybe in your system, there might be a public Montessori option as well. And if you're someone that's looking to be a teacher, um, there are different um, certifying bodies: AMS, which is the American Montessori Society, and AMI, which is one of the older ones. Tanya, I know. Think you went through a different one that wasn't either one of those. Uh,
1: Montessori Center International, out of Toronto. It's a MACT Um, force like AMS and AMI.
0: Yes. So look into those because we need more teachers in general, but wouldn't it be wonderful if we had more Montessori teachers? (laughs) 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 All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening. Let me know in the comments uh, what inspired you about this conversation and If you're looking for more inspiration for yoga meditation breathing please consider joining my free facebook group which is called as you are yoga and yum check out my youtube channel which is just again at as you are yoga and yum and i will be back next week so until then here's wishing you all the yum in life peace bye